right, Bitcoin accumulation country. I'm your host, Coin Icarus. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast, sponsored by Crypto Cloaks 3D Printing. We are season three, and this is episode 49. Thank you all for joining me. I've got a great show today. Sat down with Nick Cantmine and My Living Truth, the hosts of Bitcoin Kindergarten. And we just shot the shit, you know, shot the shit about current events and what's going on. And we talked about all different types of things, um, all things Bitcoin, even threw in some 3D printing. It was a great chat. Anyways, you know what? We're just going to dive right into it. So here we go. Here is my talk with Nick Cantmine and My Living Truth. Here we go. Joining me today, I've got two fellow Bitcoin plebs. I've got My Living Truth, also known as Optimist Fields. And I've got Nick Cantmine, who uh, works for Bitcoin Magazine as the social media manager. I've had both of you guys on my show We've done the rabbit hole stories, and it's awesome to have you both back. So welcome to both of you. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure. Uh, I, I have a special place in my heart for Fun With Bitcoin. Uh, you, you're the first pod I ever came on, so shouts out to you, and it's, it's been a fun ride, man. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me on as well. You and me have done a couple of interviews. <laughs> I've done a couple with you, interviewing you, and uh, it's always nice shooting the shit with you boys. Absolutely, man. So, so look, you know, this is, uh, you know, usually we dive into the rabbit hole story and do all kinds of background stuff, but I figured, you know what, we, we've already done that together. And this is just a good opportunity to talk about what's going on right now. You know, Bitcoin sitting at all time highs. It's not doing the same thing it was doing in, uh, you know, in 2017, where it quickly spent a lot of time up here and then pulled back. Uh, it looks like it's building a base, but we're not going to be talking about price action in this one. We're, we're going to talk about maybe some some Twitter drama and stuff like that and what's going on. So I guess I want to kick it off first with uh, maybe uh, Michael Saylor. I don't know if you guys saw that tweet that uh, he's going to be going on to a podcast with CZ, you know, from uh, from Binance. And I mean, I've already, I, you know, I've got reserved feelings about this, so I'll, I'll kick it off and, and then we'll, you know, I'll We'll go to each of you and, and see what your takes are. Um, obviously, I've seen him put out a lot of really bullish types of tweets on Bitcoin. Um, I, I do believe that he obviously has a lot of skin in the game. And um, it's kind of... I, I don't know how I feel about this interview because CZ is a very sharp guy and a, you know, a good manipulator. And I just hope that Michael Saylor has his game on for, for CZ. Um, and, and that he's he's ready because, you know, CZ is definitely going to, you know, sprinkle the magic dust and try to make it look like shit coins are the future, you know, and, and I'm just uh, I, I'm slightly worried. Uh, I'll kick it off with the, with Optimist, man. What, what's your what, what's your take on this? Um, I mean, when I saw that tweet, it was kind of like, what's going on? Like, why are you even going on the show personally? Like, that was my first thought. But um, like when it comes down to his understanding of Bitcoin and the monetary effect and the network effect. It seems like he understands Bitcoin like we do. Uh, I, I have seen him say some stuff about uh, maybe there is like a use for other uh, like blockchain projects in the space, not necessarily as like a crypto asset or what have you. So I, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is when he starts pivoting into shit coinery or something. Who knows? Like, 
there's that other tweet that just came out about him saying how Bitcoin and Bitcoiners might need to like bend the knee to political and government systems and all this stuff. So I don't know. It, it seems like it's another uh, quick rise and fall of a, of a Bitcoin hero. So who knows that the plebs are definitely on uh have their swords out and trying to slay another hero right now. So I, I don't know. It, it should be interesting to watch and I don't, hopefully he does a really good job and, and uh, you know, spread the sound money gospel on CZ's podcast with him. But personally i i don't i you know i wouldn't be on that pod with cz it's just like you sleep with you sleep with uh shitcoin scammers and and you know you give them your credibility and your reputation and it's you know that's all we really got in the space right now so you that's gotta right. cherish it that's right i was just looking for the tweet i was trying to find it it was totally like it sounded like one of those kumbaya you know meth tw- you know meth tweets right where <laughs> Where they're all like, we've just got to work together, and you know the shit coining. I mean, uh, the uh, the alt tokens. You know, they're just they're just new ideas that need to grow. Um, anyways, uh, Nick, what uh, did you happen to see that uh, you know that stuff? And like, what are your thoughts on it? I actually did not see the tweet, um, <laughs> but I mean, if he is going on, to be honest, I'm kind of co- comfortable with with him like not fading into shit coins at least right now just based off the tweets that he's been doing. Like, I remember him saying that, like, you know, you find the one winner, like the one clear ch- uh, choice winner, and then you just accumulate that as much as you can. I don't know if you guys have seen tweets like that, that he said that, like, if you want to find, like, the clear winner in a space and place all your eggs in that basket, like, that tends to do really, really well. So I think he knows that Bitcoin is the clear winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, will he pander to shit coins and like, you know, kind of give it credibility? I really hope he doesn't. Um, I do think that the the taco plebs have already started, you know, like Optimus said, taking out their swords and taking jabs at them just because that one tweet he did. I have it on my phone right now. He said, for Bitcoin to emerge as the world's monetary network and empower billions of people, we need to embrace a diverse set of evolving requirements from individuals, institutions, and governments with optimism, patience, humility, and good cheer. We don't need to we don't need to embrace any requirements from anyone. I hate I hate the fact that whenever someone new comes into this space big like that, they always come in like well, here I am and I'm here to help, you know, I'm here to change Bitcoin and make it better. And they don't realize that you don't change Bitcoin. Bitcoin changes you, you know, Bitcoin and Bitcoiners aren't going to bend the knee to the government and, you know, whoever these uh, individuals and institutions are. It's like we have the power here, you know, we're the plugs, Um, you know, we do what we do, like, we do what's best for Bitcoin pretty much. And we're not going to have some, you know, rich people come in and change it just because they have more money than us. Very well said. And you know what? They, they this is, the, the, it's exactly to your point, right? About how Bitcoin, you know, like we don't change Bitcoin. Bitcoin changes us. And that's exactly what's happening. These institutions, you know, I, I've seen people try to stir up this narrative that like, oh yeah, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to make Bitcoin fit into this system. It's like, I don't think you really get how this works. You mm-hmm. are, you are going to shoehorn yourself onto Bitcoin or you're just not going to get a piece of it and you're not going to get to interact with the ecosystem. It's really mm-hmm. that it's it's really that simple like, you know, because every single person we've seen come along and quote unquote try to change bitcoin, 
change the narratives, you know, make people see their way, what's happened to them? They've all, they've all gone by the wayside, man. Look at, you know, people like Trace Mayer, gone. Roger Ver, spun off the, you know, B-Trash, gone. You know, Craig Wright and Calvin, you know, they're off doing their scam. Because every single one of them tried to change it, and it just, it just wasn't happening. So, mm -hmm. that was pretty it's like good. You, you either play inside the rules of consensus, or you get the fuck out. Because, you know, we're trying to do some shit here, and... Bitcoin doesn't, you know, allow anyone to change it or knock it around or anything. You know what? I, it, uh, I'm also thinking that um, it, it uh, how could I say this? You know, Bitcoin shows how antiquated our current system is. And, and, and it, it shows all of its uh, inadequacies. So again, you know, it's like, no, it's time for the system to change. The, the, the system is clearly broken. We're living through it. You know what I mean? Like, I always, I always remember this story that my father would tell me, you know, that when he first started his business, they went to a medical building. He, he makes teeth. He went to a medical building, started off at the top floor. By the time he made it to the bottom floor, in one day, he had 25 customers. In one day, he was able to create a salary for himself. I, I, I did the same thing when I came out of network uh, administration, but I went to over a hundred buildings, okay? And like, believe me when I tell you this, I got less than 5% of all of those businesses to send me business, okay? So it's a completely different playing field for us than it was for them, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyways, I, I, don't, I don't even know where the hell I was going with that, but yeah, you know, like... Yeah, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely bullish and I just don't see us, I, I don't really see Bitcoin changing for a broken system. Yeah, I mean, that's like why I love Bitcoin so much. It's, it's like you said, it, it's shown us that the system that we're currently in is broken and overbloated and it needs to get fixed and we have the solution. And if we think that Bitcoin has to, change for the system as it currently is then that thinking in itself is is just wrong in my opinion it's like the system's gonna have to change and adjust to the reality of bitcoin and it's like we always say you know like align with bitcoin align with reality and like think things you know play out a lot better in when when you don't try to fight what bitcoin is and so i don't think we need to change uh like what bitcoin is we just need to adjust a system that we are currently in to fit better with bitcoin and you know because bitcoin is going to keep doing what it does and we're going to keep running nodes and you know maybe it's likely illegal but like who cares you know like this is this is what what it is like we are going to run nodes like can you stop it and you know it's been 12 years and they can't stop it so the more nodes the more people aligning with that truth then the better this experiment's going to go out so it's going to be a long road if people are trying to change it because it's just not going to happen. Uh, another thing I wanted to add on to that is I doubt we would be all in like we are if Bitcoin was easily changeable. Like if we knew that some of these big people could just come in and change it like that, like we, I would be a lot more wary of it. But the fact of how hard it is to change Bitcoin gives me even more confidence in it. I have to admit that that was one of the things that I was very afraid of when I first got into this space. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my value here. I'm putting my time like, you know, how, you know, 
they can just change this. And, and that was one of my first worries. And of course, I, I was able to get rid of that worry when I saw what the process is uh, for actually getting a merge in there and, uh, you know, seeing all the different discussions on the uh, on the boards. You know, like that, you can you can really see like, look, these people are taking this seriously and they are moving slow and methodically, right? It's not move fast and break things. And then all of a sudden, poof, like the DeFi world, there goes $20,000 one day, there goes $30,000 another. What was it last week? 20 million bucks got rug pulled. It's like, yep. are, are you kidding me? Don't worry, we're going to get into that after. But um, actually, you know what? We're, we're going to swing a little bit. So because talking about shit coining and DeFi. So Raul, right? So, right, we we were all here during the bear market. I, I've been bitching about this for like three days already, okay? We, we were all here during the bear market. Oh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, the store of value, the real deal. All of a sudden it pumps, and look at this prick, you know? <laughs> he's out there, and he's and, and, and he's like, XRP, you know? And uh, what was the other one? It, was he just looking, what was it? It was XRP and some other shit. Was he shilling ETH? I don't even remember. I, th I think it was ETH. Yeah, he's in ETH. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, like, I'm sitting there and, and, and I'm, just, I'm just wondering, like, how are you not self-aware to that point? So have you guys, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll, uh, we'll, start with, uh, we'll start with Nick on this one. What, uh, what are your thoughts on our buddy Raul, the, uh, the two-faced <laughs> wannabe Bitcoiner? <laughs> so I'm not familiar with a lot of macro people. So when people started, when I started seeing him on the timeline, like I had no idea who he was. So he was just another person who came into Bitcoin and started with shit corners to me. And um, like, I can't, t it's hard for me to take him seriously after he tweets stuff like, oh, we need governments and taxes or else we won't have roads. It's like, dude, that's, that's like, first grade shit like if if, if i want to if if i'm like a business owner and i'm over here but a bunch of people are over there and i know that they can you know buy my product it's in my best interest to build a you know a soft path from here to there like i don't get what's so fucking hard about that you know and um he, like i was reading through some of his tweets and like he didn't really have any credibility to me to begin with, but he just lost everything, especially after I saw him saying, oh, I'll look into XRP, you know, I'll research more about that. And you have literally everyone telling him no. Like I, I even saw Adam back tweeting, like, if you buy an, you know, XRP, you're an idiot. And it's kind of like, you know, if, if you fall for the XRP scam, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like if you're, if you're in like in that position, I mean, cause like when I started in shit coiners in 20 shit coining in 2017, I had a little bit XRP. I'm not saying that, but like for someone who's, you know, this legendary investor or, you know, he's a macro economist, like you would think he'd be smarter than what he acts like he is on Twitter. Exactly. Right. For, for, for somebody that has spent this much time in the space and, and who spent a good part of the bear market shilling Bitcoin only. It, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. And, and, and again, I, I don't know if you guys, if you saw the arguments today, but essentially he, he called, um, he called, I don't know if you guys know Lamy. Uh, what the fuck is a Lamy, right? He's awesome. So anyway, so he called Lamy a troll, 
right? Um, because because he because of course, like Raul's like, I've got ninety eight percent of my wealth in Bitcoin. Okay, that's perfectly fine. But you are out here in a public forum with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people watching, and you are shilling shit coins. You're you're telling you're lending Bitcoin's credibility to these garbage projects. You know, like that. I just, anyways, uh, my living truth, man. <laughs> I mean, think? I, I think, I think, like Raul is the like the perfect. I like Bitcoin. Like, here's my shit coin. So, in his sense, it's now he's got what like real vision crypto. So, there's only so much he can say about Bitcoin that you know without just like rehashing ideas and and saying the same thing over and over. So it's kind of in his business plan to be quote unquote open-minded and, you know, open to, to new ideas so that he can shill it on his real vision crypto show. So it's like, I, I, you know, I was the same as Nick. I, I wasn't too familiar with him before, but when he came into the space, everyone's like, Oh, this guy is, you know, a macro investor. He, he knows like what's going on in the space or in, uh, in like ec the economic in the world at large. And um, so it, it was like a good addition to, you know, Bitcoiners and, and whatever. And then but recently I'm, I'm just like, I just don't think he gets it. Like he doesn't get Bitcoin like we do. And so it just it is what it is. And, and he's looking like he's falling down the shitcoin rabbit hole. And so it's one of those like situations where you start in Bitcoin and then you get lost along the way. And, and it seems like he's doing that. And I was listening to uh, Alex Vetsky's wake up podcast with Stony Bitson and, and American Hondel the other day. And they were just saying like, man, Raul's been wrong for like a decade. And he had his like moment. He had like his moment to shine during the bear market when, you know, he, he's like a doomsday sayer. Like he's like, oh, everything's going to crash. And so he had his moment when everything did crash and he was in Bitcoin. And it's like, OK, this is the way. And so I think he's just one of those guys that's like he'll get lucky every once in a while and he'll just be beating the drum and saying that he knows the way. And then it's like it is what it is. So I seeing him, he's like he, he's a shit corner in my mind now. And, and it's like, whatever, man, like we don't have to be open minded. We know what we have and, and we'll just, you know, keep putting all our eggs in one basket and Bitcoin and, and we'll see who wins at the end of the day. So. It's just, you know, monetary economics. If, if we're right, then we're right. And if you're right, then you're right. But we, we seem to be right. And we seem to be right for a long time. So do, do you guys know how long he's been in Bitcoin? Like, did he get into the Bitcoin during the bear market? Um, uh, I think, I mean, I've seen tweets of his for like years where he talks about Bitcoin. And some of them are of him like, bagging on bitcoin in like 14 or something like that 13 mm. and then there's one of him in like 2017 where he's saying he like sold all his bitcoin and he's like trading it basically so i i i'm not sure how long he's been in the space but he he popped up during the bear market of or the last bear market from 2017 to 2020 i want to go back to something that you said though uh, optimist because that, that that's a really good point right um, there's only so many things that you can say about Bitcoin, right? When you're when you're selling a service until eventually you're just rehashing the same points over and over again. Okay, that is fair, right? So what happens to a lot of these people uh, in that case? The the creative ones, the ones that are intelligent, driven. What do they do? They build in the Bitcoin space. 
right? They, they find something, they put effort into it, and they build. What these guys do is take the path of least resistance, which is just go to shitcoining. I mean, man, there's no creativity in that. There's no work in that. All of the garbage is right out there for everyone to buy. All you got to do is just start singing the song, you know? And that's exactly, I mean, look, that's the easiest path to his fiat gains and his subscribers, right? To get to gain subscriptions. And, and that's yeah, all at the end of the day, right? You know, so to, to your point. Yeah, without a doubt. He's for sure a fiat maximalist. You know, he, he just wants more dollars. And uh, like, you know, you know what we're, what we're saying, Coinacres, because you do the same thing. You know, there's mm -hmm. only so much you can say about Bitcoin that someone hasn't already said. And you just kind of yeah. have to like, just like find different ways to to make people understand the same point. And, you know, me, Nick have Bitcoin kindergarten and, and you show up every week, which, you know, shout out to you. But like me and Nick kind of been thinking, it's like, all right. You know, like there's not so much you could even say about Bitcoin that other people don't know. So you just kind of get creative and, and try to find new ways to say the same thing. And, and, you know, we get the same questions over and over and over. And it's like, mm -hmm. all right, like how, how can I explain to you better like the same thing? And so it's more of just like chipping away at your arguments and, and your descriptions and, and so that you can simplify the message. And, and that's just what we try to do, just simplify the Bitcoin message so that the average pre-coiner, the average no-coiner can like go from zero to 60 in, in as shortest time as possible. So who knows? That's, that's a good point. And actually, you know what? I, I didn't say it at the beginning, which I'm, I'm going to end up putting it in the intro. Um, but yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, just for the listeners that don't know, you know, both of you guys are the hosts of the weekly show, uh, Bitcoin Kindergarten, where... You know, noobs get to come in, uh, you know, uh, intermediates and even some experts have been in there. Right. You know, we've got people like Ben, the car man who just totally blows everybody away and, and knows right. so much. Anyways, uh, you know, and everybody has this level playing field where we're asking questions and having these conversations. And I totally love that you guys do it, man. I, I think it's amazing. It gives me something to look forward to that. I know for sure I'm going to have this great Bitcoin conversation at least once a week, you know, so. Hats off to you guys well, for thanks, doing that. Bro. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Thank thanks. You. That, that, uh, that makes me feel good and it makes it worth it. It's like you, me and Nick just started it on a whim. And now, like you said, we have like we were basically forced into starting it. And we're like, OK, we look at each other like, can we do this? And we just we just, you know, ran with it. And every week we, we have a solid group of Bitcoiners that show up and we just keep spreading the message and more people keep coming. So. It's just, it's super awesome to be a part of and to see and, and to watch it grow. And we're just trying to do the best we can, spreading the sound money gospel. Mm -hmm. every, every single week, our live viewer count grows. I think like we're, we just broke 20 live viewers every single week, which I think is really good. And we've had some pretty good success stories. I know like Anastasia is one of our most mm -hmm. successful stories. Like when, she, like when her first episode, she was like, Oh, you guys won't ever turn me into a Bitcoin maximalist, and we were—we were just kind of like, y you don't know what's coming. But and look at her I, now. Yeah, and then she's a savage. She's a savage. Yeah, she's a toxic maximalist, and it's awesome. And uh, I know—I think Nico had one of his friends join, and like the whole night we were just talking to him. And I remember at the end of the night he was like. I'm buying Bitcoin right now. And he loaded up, he loaded up cash app and bought some coin. And, uh, there's been a few other people, but yeah, the show's transformed a lot. 
like in the very beginning we would do interviews we did one with like american hoddle and katie and then after a while we were like we got to make this more like educational and like defer from all the other podcasts so we have this system set up right now that we we all really enjoy and it's like the first hour or so it's we have a guest on or we'll present ourselves and it's like actual educational content and then we end that recording and then the recording right after is like another hour or so and we just we just talk about weekly events and just what's happening in the space right now and everyone can participate in that and everyone can participate in the first part but Mm -hmm. um during the presentation, we normally have people mute the, mute themselves and be a little quiet so the presenter can do their thing. And then we do like a live Q&A after. So, you know, just to give an example of that, uh, you know, you guys had, uh, you know, uh, Ben, like, you know, I'll give the Ben the Carman example. He did the presentation on Taproot last week. I think it was uh, it was Joe that did the uh, the 3D printed guns one, which was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. every time I hear Joe speak about 3d printed guns, cause we're, we're going to talk about this right now. Um, every time I hear him talk about 3d printed guns, I, I want to do one, right? I have the STL files. I'm all ready, you know? And it's just like, I'm like, I, ju- I just want to print one, but for some reason I don't, I suck. And then I'll go and like try to print the case for like one of my lightning things, you know, or <laughs> something like that. So let me ask you that. I know that Optimist has a 3d printer. Um, Nick. Are are you almost are you almost into the three D printing rabbit hole? I I really want to dive down it. I just I haven't got to it yet. Um, yeah, like what's holding you back, bud? Buying Bitcoin. <laughs> I know. I, I was just gonna say I knew it for sure. Trust me, man. That's what held me back. I was like, okay, I could buy this printer, but then like that's like three hundred and fifty dollars worth of satoshis. Mm-hmm. You know. And I, I already have, like, guns on me, so it's not, uh, like, a super big worry for me. But um, I definitely want to – I'm definitely going to go down that rabbit hole. Maybe when Bitcoin gets more expensive and I feel like I can – I don't attack me for this, but ease off a bit. And I can spend, you know, some money from one paycheck and buy a printer. Shame. No, Shame. no. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> How could you say that? No, no, but in all honesty, okay, so look, this is something I recognized as well when I first got into this, and I really started to put the pieces together. Okay, the original OGs, the guys that were smart enough to hodl, okay? So what happens? The Bitcoin price goes to, you know, in their case, astronomical levels. They were holding it at 30 bucks. They were holding it at $1. They had a whole bunch of it, and all of a sudden, it's sitting at $12,000, So yes, you are absolutely going to sell some. And what is, at least what I believe, because I'm an idealist, is that that Bitcoin person is going to sell some Bitcoin into the market. New hodlers are going to come in. They're going to buy it. And what that person is going to do, hopefully, is build a business around Bitcoin that serves Bitcoiners. And that's exactly what people like Francis did. Like Francis mm-hmm. Puglio and stuff like that. Like, you know, if you take a look around, you know, like these guys, they, you know, the ones that hodled uh, and, and the ones that have been hodling, that's what they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. because and, and they're building the Bitcoin ecosystem. It's like it's like fiat is giving birth to the system that's eating it. And that's exactly what just happened. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to clarify, though, I, I won't be selling Bitcoin for, for a 3D printer. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll spend my fiat I have for that. <laughs> good but no I, I totally get your point yeah yeah you know it's it, exactly 
I actually had to get rid of uh, my previous 3D printer. I totally screwed it up, and it's not under warranty anymore. So I, I've now purchased another one and am waiting for it. So, what did you upgrade to? Uh, did you upgrade or get the same one? No, I, I changed to the uh, the PRUSA. Or oh, that thing the looks Prusa. nice. Yeah, the yeah, uh, the MK3 nice. or something like that. Or I just bit the bullet, man. I, I was happy with the Ender. I learned a lot with the Ender. It, it made me really confident. And so I, I bit the bullet a couple of weeks ago, and I spent, I think it's like $749. Not Bitcoin, Dang. but fiat. <laughs> but it could have been Bitcoin. <laughs> could have. Yeah, no, that, that thing's sexy. It's, it's really yeah. nice. Uh, I probably will do the same thing eventually, like upgrade to uh, one of those when, whenever I feel like I, I just don't want to deal with the headaches from the Ender Three. But yeah, I mean, and it's, and it's sexy. But and just to add, right? They are they are great introductory printers. It's fantastic mm -hmm. to learn on. You're not breaking the bank to buy one. You know, yeah. like it, that that's the whole reason, right? And if it's really going to be a hobby, something you're going to do, because right now we're just talking about 3D printed guns, but. 3D printing is totally going to decentralize manufacturing and people are going to be able to produce their own products. And this is going to totally change the landscape of, I believe it's going to change the landscape of retail and like shopping in general. But uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's awesome. Just creating little things and, and then printing them. It's just, it's like mind blowing. It's, 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 just, it's, it trips me out. It still trips me out to this day. You just like, Oh, create a little thing, and oh, now it's physical. Like from my computer, from my head to my computer, and to my computer into a physical object. Like it blows my mind. Instant creator. Oh, sorry, Nick. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say I remember uh, I took a workshop class in seventh grade, and we had a 3D printer, and I thought it was the most like futuristic, like alien device. I don't know. I we didn't we didn't really see it. Like he never printed, our teacher never printed anything on it. So I never saw how it worked or anything, but like the, just the thought of like 3d printing something was so foreign to me. And I was like, this is, um, this is some weird technology. Like, you know, I, I don't know what's in store for this, but, um, it's just, I, I thinking back then I would have never thought that a couple years later, that I'd be wanting to get one so I could 3D print guns, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh man. Okay, so we're gonna shift away from the the 3D printing. We're gonna we're gonna move into into some cringe territory. Um, I, I, I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys saw uh, Brit Fit dances DeFi thing. Uh, <laughs> I I just I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I didn't. I, I never appreciated even the Bitcoin stuff because I just think that that's <laughs> totally cringe and like just I, I called her I, I called it like si like simp sirening, you know, like you're just calling all the simps. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, you know, what do you guys I mean, like to me, she's like that, that she just totally killed her reputation, like the small little reputation she had, like people were sitting there and they're like, you know, you're cringe, but you're talking about Bitcoin. So we'll slightly respect. But but now it's just dead. Did did you guys see this and and what do you think? We'll we'll start with uh, I guess we'll we'll kick it off with uh, my living truth on this one and then we'll go to Nick. Um, I I saw something on Twitter, like I saw she posted the video, and but I, I didn't look at it. I I could barely watch the first one. You know, like shouts out to anyone creating stuff in the space yeah. at all. You know, like it's it takes easy. courage to put your, yeah it takes courage to put yourself out there. 
So like, but it was funny how it blew up, you know, like bull, bull, bulls. It's a hilarious meme now. And, uh, but no, I, I didn't watch the DeFi one. I watched someone or what like I did see on it was someone tweeted on it, like on her photo, like this is not the way or something like that. And, and I, I just started laughing and, and like, wait, what's he talking about? And, oh, it's like a DeFi music video or whatever. But I, I didn't watch it. I, I didn't look at it. It's that's that's not my uh, that's not my cup of tea. <laughs> what about you, Nick? I didn't watch the full video, but I read through the comments and <laughs> I, I it was a good time. First of all, she said that it was a paid promotion. So some DeFi dude really paid this chick some money to do one of those dances to show that shit coin. <laughs> like you could have that's not money well spent, you know. But um Money well earned though if it's yeah. In, in oh Bitcoin. yeah, she, she, she's chasing the bag. Like you and know, everyone's she, a scammer, B. Chasing yeah. <laughs> <Case in> points. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was funny. She she commented back. She's like, "Yeah, I'm still Bitcoin only, but these guys paid me f- for this." So and like obviously, her respect is still lost because she's shilling shit coins. But um, I thought it was hilarious how like I saw so many people like. Oh man, no, not her. Yeah. Out of all people? Really? No. <laughs> Guys, we just lost a good one. No way. I would have never expected her. <laughs> I just thought the sarcasm was hilarious. Oh my god. It, it was just so cringe. I, I I couldn't believe it. And don't get me wrong, but I mean, I, I'm sure it, you guys would agree. It doesn't matter that it was a paid promotion. You know, like mm-hmm. that. she should have just turned that down. And just waited yeah. for the next Bitcoiner to ask her to do a Bitcoin video, you know? Th- that's something a lot of these people coming into Bitcoin are going to learn over the course of this next um, year or so. Like, I, this might be a little bit off topic, but I think it's on topic. I remember it was actually on a tweet I responded to you. And uh, we were talking about new people coming into the space. And I said... All these new people are coming in at the very, very start of a brand new bull market where we could go to like 100K, 200K, 300K, etc. Everyone's going to look like a genius. Everyone's going to be having a good time. It's like these people, a lot of these people who are in or or who are coming in, they're not going to experience a huge drop like what happened in, you know, 2018. And a lot of these people haven't earned their stripes and they, a lot of these people would be the first people out if Bitcoin crashed. Like if Bitcoin crashes, a lot of these people are going to be like, fuck Bitcoin. It's a scam. It was too good to be true. Blah, blah, blah. And and, you know, we would eat up the sets. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. So like, it's kind of hard for me at, at times to take some of these people seriously who are like so super into it. Cause it's like, you know, everyone's everyone's ha- making money. Everyone's having a good time. I was super into it when I was making money. I know a lot of other people were in my personal life. L- l- like, let's see where your conviction stands when the market crashes or Bitcoin does something that you don't want it to do. That's a very good point. Okay. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because, mm-hmm. okay, so I've thought of this and, you know, when we were in the bear market, uh, all of us were, you know, all of us were still here we're doing our thing learning 
Um, it, it didn't matter. And yes, we did not look like geniuses. You're absolutely right. Looked like a bunch of idiots holding a bag. Um, and that's perfectly fine because we understood. We were looking at the development. We were sitting there having our talks. We, you know, we were, you know, like uh, optimists like to say, you know, like we were sharpening swords, you know, like, and it's like, and we were learning. Um, a lot of these people, man, you know, you're going to see if Bitcoin has like a 40% pullback, these people are going to lose their minds. They're going to dump it. And that's exactly what, what they're going to do and not realizing that 40% is almost nothing. You know, like that. This is—it's nothing. It doesn't matter. So, so you know what? To your point, right? Uh, I think it's a lot easier to hop onto the Bitcoin train at 12k and be like, and be a, you know, be a um, a bull tar genius sitting at 19, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how confident those people are if when we pull back because it yeah. is absolutely inevitable, right? It always like happens. Like I'm pretty sure there were pro there were definitely some people. I remember 2017 when we shot up to 13,000. I mean 2019 when we shot up to 13,900, and I can only imagine the anger from someone who doesn't understand what they're into when we crashed back down to three thousand dollars. And it's like <laughs> it's like this. I love the volatility. Oh yeah. You know. It's it's given me opportunities to accumulate Bitcoin at prices I never thought I'd be able to accumulate. And it always does whatever the opposite you're thinking of. Like, I remember in 2019 when we were pumping to, you know, 13,900, I'm thinking, man, we're going straight to 20K. Like, <laughs> that's it. We're not stopping. And um, yeah, like a year later, we were at like 9,000, I think around the same time because we had dropped you know all the way down to three thousand and had to come back up but um yeah a lot of a, a lot of these people's conviction are, is definitely going to shake and i wouldn't be surprised to see some people drop out and just one more thing i thought it was funny that you said that you know a 40 percent drop isn't even that big like a lot of these people will ride bitcoin up to 300 percent and then a 40% drop, they're like, yeah, this is a scam. I'm done. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. You, can, you can't trust this. You can't trust this. This, this, yeah. is, this is never going to be a world reserve currency. You just can't do it. <laughs> but you know well, what? To, oh, go ahead, Optimist. Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, you, it's just like it points out to the idea that we always say, you know, like everyone's a genius in the bull market, but you earn your stripes during the bear market. And if you can withstand the bear market and, and learn through the bear market – and like you know keep your eye on the prize the whole time and just like you know sharp sharpen your sword like pleb sharpens pleb and and you just like get your convictions level up so you understand what's going on get your knowledge up then it, it's all it's all like gravy after that fact you're just like okay you're either in it or you're not and if if you just got like your toes on on the sidelines then like we're saying you, you know you're probably going to get wrecked and it's not even just like monetarily wrecked it's it's like you know, your reputation, like we keep saying, is it's like the biggest thing that you got to hold on to. And you got to be like very smart about the moves that you make in the space because like you'll get wrecked really fast. And like me and Nick have I've been seeing it with when we start Bitcoin Kindergarten, we get like all these weird DMs about doing stuff. And mm -hmm. we just sit there like, like, nope, you know, we're Bitcoin only. So like, you know, get <laughs> get your trash out of my DMs. <laughs> And, and I don't know about you guys, but uh, that number has only gone up. Like, I get shilled d almost daily now 
to to go and push some garbage project or um you know will increase your follower count or some kind of yeah. crap like what the hell are these people doing hi hello oh yeah <laughs> hello yeah how are you <laughs> like what do you want what do you want i don't even respond to hi and hello like just block it's waste of time it's just a waste of time Oh yeah, dude! You guys sound super close-minded right now. Like <laughs> I can't stand you, Bitcoin Maxis. You know what? You guys are being so close-minded. I see an opportunity. I see an opportunity <laughs> where I can shill shit coins and you won't. <laughs> That's the opportunity. There you go. What a douche. <laughs> that fucking Raul. Uh, anyways, uh, okay. So hold on. Uh, so moving on. Okay. Um, all right. Did you guys see the most? I, and I always find I, I feel like this happened in 2017 as well. Uh, we, we start. It's like we, we start to move higher and people get bored with the price action. You know, like 19K just became like the new 9K, just became the new 10K, just became the new 6K. Like nobody cares. We're, we're all just waiting. And so now we're starting to see these these debates. Have you seen the bits versus sats debate? That, that, that just started, I feel like, this weekend. Even though, don't get me wrong, it's an older debate that has gone on for a very long time. Actually, probably since the beginning of Bitcoin. But it, it, it now has a resurgence. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, sat's the standard to me. So mm-hmm. I, I get bits. I get that it was there. But zero fucks given. Sats, you know, for me, it's just sats. Uh, we'll, go with, uh, we'll go with Nick uh, to start on this one. So... I think this is such a stupid thing to be arguing about. Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, anyone can use any pronoun they want. Uh, I am Sats the standard, but sometimes I find when I'm explaining it to someone new, like, if I, like, sometimes saying Sats, you know, obviously they don't know what it is. And, like, if I'm just trying to make stuff, stuff super simple, I don't want to say, like, oh, well, Satoshi Nakamoto created this and, you know, Sats short for his name. So we call it Sats. Like if I'm just trying to explain it to him quickly, I'd be like, look, like a hundred million pieces are in Bitcoin. Like here's a hundred million little bits of a Bitcoin. And that's, you know, that's easy. So I think you can use both, but overall, yeah, I'm Sats the standard. Like it's, it just rolls off the tongue. Nice. It just, it looks more professional. I don't know. It just, it's already got a lot of people behind it and you know a lot of people like it i like it it's just it's super simple i don't get like why we got to change up a bunch of stuff and make stuff more confusing like i've seen some other people recommend some stuff that i'm just like no i i don't like that at all i mean you can use it if you want to but i'm staying with sats the standard and i'll use bits every now and then when i'm explaining it to someone new um, yeah, I heard something about before we go to uh, to my living truth. Somebody was saying like a hundred sats is is an M bit or something like that. Yeah, like, like I'm I, like what? Like I've been in Bitcoin for a while now, and that just that confused me. You know? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, why why am I doing this? Yeah. Why 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 is it just not a hundred satoshis? Like, why am I creating this whole new term? Uh, it's like it's kind of like guys, we got more important stuff to focus on. Like, yeah. let's let's focus on that. Like calling the smallest denomination of a bitcoin is is not our highest priority at the moment that sure isn't my living truth man what are your thoughts on this debate are you a bit maximalist (laughs) (laughs) uh well i I was kind of off twitter all weekend 
And then I, I got on, I got on, I don't know, a little bit last night and I saw everyone arguing with each other about what to call a smaller denomination of Bitcoin. And I'm, I'm also, I'm a, I'm a sat maximalist, you know, I'm, I'm sats the standard. I think, I personally think that sats is easy and, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to be doing math to like try to explain you know like sats to people like mbits or or bits and all, all the other stuff like i i'm i'm like i'm fucking i don't want to do math when i do stuff like it, to me sats is easy you just start adding up your sats and you know at 100 million you can call it a bitcoin if you you know like that's that's easy to me and it kind of breaks down to you know like a dollar and a cent it's like Bitcoin's the dollar and and Sats is the cent. That's kind of how I explain it to people when I bring them into the space. So, to me, Sats seems to work. You know, we'll see how it plays out in the future once Bitcoin price rises a lot and and we have to potentially get into like millisats on Lightning and stuff. So, who who knows who knows what it'll be in the future? But to me, it's like it's a non-event. It, it's just it's just a yeah. testament to to like the bitcoin price movement like every time bitcoin starts going sideways we just start arguing about something dumb and it's just like everyone's already bored with 19k you know like i got excited when we broke the like all-time high highest monthly price chart or what it was a couple of days ago and that was like 17 and we were all just like super hyped on that and it's already like all right dude like in my head it's already over 20k but we're still at like 19k and so like I probably won't get excited with the price movement until it actually starts doing stuff. So it's just, you know, like the price is going sideways. People need something to argue about. Everyone likes to argue on Twitter, but I'm a sat maximalist. I think it's easy to me personally. It's easy. And like, you know, it, it makes me feel rich as fuck. Like I, you know, $10 buys me a couple thousand sats. It's like, hell yeah. Like, like there's some money right here. Like, let's yeah. go. And, and I'm sorry. I just want to um, add to what you said about not wanting to do math. Right. Um, that that's exactly the point. Okay. You know, people always talk about adoption and people talk about, you know, world reserve currency and this and that. The reality is, is that if we make, if, if this is all too complex, it can't be explained properly. If it can't be explained properly, it can't be understood. People are nervous. People are weary. So this is, it's like, to me, Satoshi's is simple. You know, it's nice and simple. You have a, like you said, you have a hundred million of them. It makes one Bitcoin. You know, that that's like nice and easy. Mm -hmm. I, I like, you know, feeling rich as fuck. Like you said, uh, like I'll buy $10 <laughs> worth and I'm like, man, I can't even get 100,000 sats. Like, you know, we're at what, like 50,000 sats for 10 bucks right now or something like that. But um, what was I just about to say? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sats are really important because when you're educating shit coiners and or not shit coiners well yeah shit coiners but <laughs> more importantly new coiners they always get stuck on this idea of well i can't afford a whole bitcoin you know i can afford one of these shit coins and get a full one of them or get multiple of them you know rao paul or however you say his name is probably thinking you know with a small brain like oh well i can get x amount of xrp for only 25 cents or whatever when a whole bitcoins you know whatever i'm just using that as an example but um it's like no like <laughs> you can kind of like trick people into it you could be like well one bitcoin is you know nineteen thousand dollars but have you heard of sats <laughs> you know 
there's this thing that's just like Bitcoin. It's called Satoshi's. <laughs> like literally just like Bitcoin and it's super cheap. You can get 50,000 for 10 bucks. And they're like, oh, okay. I like that. Nick just became a salesman. That's it. <laughs> it's right there. It's like, all right, I want to buy these Satoshi's, the Satoshi token. I want as many as I can. <laughs> Nick's pivoting to a scamming days. <laughs> Getting you to buy Bitcoin. How dare he? <laughs> I, I thought I was getting this shit coin. You know? so, um, okay. So I, I'm going to, this is going to, I think this is going to be like kind of our, our last topic before we, uh, we wrap it up. Another thing I noticed in the bull market. Okay. The, these people, they, they seem to, they seem to get reanimated like Frankensteins. Okay. You've got the Francis, you've got the, uh, the Francis Coppola, right? You've got, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nouriel Rabini. Okay, I mean Peter Schiff is always there, just being a putz, so he doesn't really count. Okay, and now we have this this other genius that I've never seen before. I don't know if you guys saw this guy, this Rohan Gray. Okay, and and I don't know if you guys if you guys saw this, but he's been putting out. I mean, uh, th these are actually most recent tweets. Uh, he's been putting out some stupid stuff. One of them I'm going to read to you guys. Um, you have to accept that running an open blockchain network means you are at some level liable for the action that takes place on the network. Okay? So uh, what is it about the bull market that, that, that like reanimates these Frankensteins to come back and start having these horrible takes and, and, it, and like they're, they're very loud about it? So we're going to, um, I guess I'll start with, uh, with My Living Truth, and, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up with, uh, with Nick on this one. Well, I, I think it's just like a testament to Bitcoin derangement system. Like I, I, put, a, I put a tweet the other day, and it was uh, like the, the price rises, and almost on cue, Bitcoiners start getting hated on. So like they see the price going up. They think, you know, Bitcoin's a Ponzi or a pyramid scheme or tulips or whatever, and, you know, they, they got to do their social justice duty of, you know, fighting Bitcoin in whatever the way they can. And so I, I you know, like it's just part of the game. Price is going to rise. These people are going to, you know, start reading louder and, and start calling us dumb. And, oh, you know, price doesn't mean anything. And it's just like whatever. It's noise. And, you know, like if running a node is likely illegal, well then, you know, like I'm a criminal, I'm going to be running a node to verify my transactions and like, what, you know, they're going to, they're going to come after every Bitcoin or running a node. Like, let's see it happen, man. You know, like I'll, I'll spin up another one. It's just, it's just the way it is. And so I, I just, I don't know. I, I really don't care. Like I said, I was off Twitter this week. So I kind of, I kind of got, uh, that, you know that noise and, and saw some people talking about that rohan gray dude and um i i just i i didn't even dive into it i'm like yeah whatever i'm gonna go drink a few beers with my friends and enjoy the weekend and like live my life you know bitcoin like it's bitcoin running you know like did yeah. bitcoin die today no so like to me i don't know it's like we're humans you know we we need to argue about something and people just they you know some people just vehemently hate bitcoin and and they'll they get so emotional in it and it's like it they they use that same argument against us you know like bitcoiners are so emotional with their bags and it's like yeah like if you understood bitcoin how we did then you would probably be emotional as well because in my opinion like bitcoin is the only hope we have to rewrite and and fix the situation we're in and so 
you know, if Bitcoin dies and like, that's, that's going to be bad for humanity. Like, you know, we're humans, we get emotional, you know, like I, I don't, I don't deny that I get emotional. I try to get as clear headed as possible when I, uh, you know, talk about Bitcoin and stuff, but like we're human. And so like Bitcoin to me is like the last hope, you know, like mm -hmm. shout out to the star Wars fans and stuff. And it's like, it, it, it's an important, it's an important experiment in monetary history. And so, you know, like we're, we're warriors out here and, and yeah, we might get emotional, but we're trying to stay as stoic as possible. And on the flip side, people get emotional and they call us dumb and say we're invested in tulips. And I don't know, just like Bitcoin derangement systems real and we're going to be seeing more of it. And so I think it's just part of the game. Don't suffer from BDS. That's that's the key. I like that. I just want to add one thing before we go to Nick about what you said about the tulips. Anybody who did any research about the tulip bubble um, will understand that Bitcoin is nothing like the like the tulip bubble. Bitcoin actually has a valid use case and desirable properties. OK, what people were doing back then, they were buying tulip bulbs because the the very act of owning them conferred the um that the uh how could i say this it conferred the property onto the person that they were established that they were well to do owning bitcoin in any capacity does not create the societal norm that you are established and well to do so it's completely different and they're disingenuous in their messaging when they do the comparison on purpose of course uh nick go ahead man well, hold on. Can I, oh, can yeah. I chime in right now? Oh, yeah, it's, for sure. Uh, it's just like Bitcoin isn't a status symbol. It, You know, it's it's a monetary lifeboat. And so, you know, like you can call it tulips all you want. But personally, like I know what its use case is. If you don't, well, you know, maybe one day you'll figure it out. And furthermore, wasn't the tulip craze like only three years or something, two years? It, it was like it was a short period of, of like forensic market buying. But like. That's not the case with Bitcoin. So literally anyone that calls it tulips, I'm instantly like, okay, like next, yeah. you know, like it, it doesn't make sense. Totally agreed. Yeah. I don't think the tulip thing went up and then crashed and then went up and then crashed and then went up and then crashed. Like, I mean, when's, you know, when's Bitcoin, according to these people, Bitcoin's supposed to be dead by now, you know, but um, I hated that argument that dude brought up. Where he said, if you run a node, you're responsible for all the other people. Someone commented under this, and I want to point out two tweets. One of the tweets that didn't get a lot of attention was someone said, "Are you like, are you kidding me? If I own a gas station, am I responsible for the criminals who come in, get gas, and then leave and go do other stuff?" Like, <laughs> like that just shows this this dude's lack of knowledge lack of awareness on bitcoin and like optimus said it, i i kind of look at that i'm like okay next and um another thing is i i just crack up every time i see this happening like if pierre richard comments on your post you're you're done you like <laughs> there's no coming back from you like like pierre was slaying them there and i saw like this is this is like not important. I just thought it was funny. The dude said something and then Pierre uh, ratioed him and the dude had five likes and Pierre had like over a thousand. Like it's kind of like, <laughs> like I, I don't know, but um, 
like all these people who come in and they start acting like you know they're hot shit and like oh bitcoin's bad because i think it's bad it it really does ruin their reputation and the fact that so many of these people do it just shows like it it ruins their reputation as a whole and it to me it boosts the reputation of like the taco plebs because we like we understand it better than these people who are supposed to be like the best of the best like and i think like it shows how low the bar is for these people when i see like these you know top people with you know hundreds of thousands of followers you know they're huge like macro and you know legendary investors whatever they may be and then some dude with like a cartoon character as his profile pic and seven followers is dunking on him like like constantly like you know factually disproving these people and i think that bitcoiners i've tweeted about this before but i think bitcoiners ushering in with bitcoin brings a whole new standard to like finance and economics that these people just don't qualify for mm. and like i i always call them you know like fiat economists like when, and when I mean fiat, I mean that as like, as like an insult. Oh yeah, <laughs> <You know>? of course. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I just I think Bitcoin changes the game completely in that regards, and um, it shows that, like, for credibility, like, if you're speaking the truth, you're credible. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, what de- if you have a degree or not. Like, I don't know most of the people on Bitcoin Twitter like in real life you know i don't even know their first names or what they look like but i do know they're smart as shit and they're smarter than all these people that keep trying to shit on bitcoin and it's kind of like i know i just said this but i i look at them like okay next like Mm -hmm. if you're still at this point where you think you know stupid stuff like that that's just wrong it's kind of like we want to have discussions with people who are like you know doing a lot more deeper stuff like there's only so many times i can take the time out of my day to respond to stupid shit like that and it's kind of like i just meet them and move on like i don't if you're gonna talk to me like that like i want to have more intellectual conversations you know what i mean Mm -hmm. not saying i won't help new people but i mean like when it's coming from people like that who should know better it's like okay come on like oh yeah Absolutely. And, and to your, you know, to your point about that, I, I mean, I obviously I had to retweet that guy's comment because immediately I was like, OK, so is the central bank responsible for every single crime committed with the use of fiat? Because at the end of the day, it's their network. So are all these central bankers going to jail because uh, some guy decided to do a drug deal and he used your money? Mm-hmm. Like, it's such psychotic crap. You know, and these people mm-hmm. come up with this. It's and they, you know, and it's too bad because, like you said, they have a huge following, so they have a massive audience, and there's so many people that just want to be led like sheep. You know, they mm-hmm. they don't want to think for themselves. You know, they they just want to follow along. It, it it takes courage and effort to think for yourself, and a lot of people don't like that. They'd rather just be told by some idiot on Twitter. Like, like I have noticed a lot of people think like high follower account equals high intelligence that is could not be more true i mean more more wrong i mean (laughs) i understood what you meant (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh guys all right so look man this has been great um we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap it up um let's uh all right so you know what Uh, shill your stuff guys we'll we'll kick it off with uh with my living truth what's up world 
Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Shout out to Coinacres for having us on again. Truly one of my Bitcoin friends. My older brother shares wisdom with me all the time. So love love his podcast. Love what he does. And uh, yeah, if, if you want to follow me, it's uh, at my underscore living without the G underscore truth. Um, and then, yeah, join us on Bitcoin Kindergarten. We have uh, our Twitter is at BTC Kindergarten. And we do the show through Discord. We put it up on YouTube and it's on Anchor. So it's on basically every podcast uh, app on your phone. But if you join us on our Discord on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time, then you can be a part of the show and, and see it live and, and, you know, participate, maybe grow your knowledge and have a group of Bitcoiners, you know, holding your hand and, and being really nice and warm and, and not toxic. So don't be scared. It's a place where you can answer and or ask whatever question that you think you need to have answered and we're there to help. So come join us. And if not, then we'll, you know, talk shit on Twitter and have fun. Cool. Nick? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, I always enjoy shooting the shit with you guys. And um, like this is this is a shit I like. I like just, you know, sitting down with clubs and just talking about Bitcoin stuff and, you know, just keeping it real. Um yeah, definitely follow us on Bitcoin Kindergarten. Um, the whole thing about being nice and warm, it like that's <laughs> that's a that's a f- funny way to put it. But like also, I think it's funny because last week, because we all are we all are toxic maximalists, and uh, there's one dude who joined who had crypto in his name, and dude, like I, I know I know right away surfer jim was like wait hold up like you know stop the press are you are you bitcoin only or are you shit coiner and like i don't know i just know uh jim was about to go the fuck off on him but um yeah like hate shit coiners but if you want to be a bitcoin maximalist and learn with us like you're welcome to join anytime um my Twitter is Nick can't mine, just N I K and then can't mine. And, um, yeah, I don't have too much to shill, but, um, thanks again for having me on. Very cool. Well, look, I'm going to put a link to your, obviously, uh, to both of your Twitter handles in the show notes. And as well, uh, if I have your permission, I'm going to put a link to the uh, discord channel. So people know, you know, where they can come and join you as well. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Very cool. Very cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on, man. This was really, really fun. Thank you. Peace. Peace. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I We just, you know, kind of went all over the place and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, their contact details will be in the show notes as well as a link to the Discord server um, where BTC Kindergarten hosts their weekly show. Um, if you want to get in touch with me on Twitter or Telegram, I'm at CoinIcarus. If you want to shoot me an email, I am CoinIcarus at funwithbitcoin.com. Thank you all for listening. Catch you all next time.